one of these days, I am going to officially and forever sign off of Facebook. (laughs) It's not today. I have two amazing groups on there that I am uh, in. I love chatting. Oh, three, actually three amazing groups that I'm in all the time and love the community. There are some other groups that I'm in less frequently, but still really high quality. But man, there is a lot of garbage on that platform. Am I right? <laughs> I uh, I was in one of the many, many photography groups that I kind of lurk in just to, you know, see what the conversation's all about. And um, sometimes I jump in, but many of them I've been in for years. And I I just, I don't really go there. I just see it when it happens to show up in my feed. And I get sucked in. I don't know if this is true for you guys, but I get sucked into these conversations. And it's like watching a train wreck. It's like somebody goes on there and they either post a photo and ask for feedback or they set up a situation and it's usually some sort of like really avoidable problem with a client or something like that anyway. And then it becomes this free for all where all of these people who, you know, who knows who they are or what experience they have or what they're aesthetic is or anything else, they all weigh in with their opinions and their advice about what that poster should do. And it's all conflicting and it's all a mess. And I always end up, it's like, I want to jump in, but then I'm like, I don't even want to be part of this. (laughs) That is the level of non-helpful conversation that those things are. And, um, And it got me thinking, as I often do, about the amount of just terrible advice that exists out there in the world, right? Like I remember when uh, both of my kids were little, but in particular when I was a new mom, uh, I, you know, Oliver was a baby and people would give me advice all the time about everything, stuff that I didn't ask about, stuff that I wasn't looking for. And then sometimes stuff that I was, and it was same thing, like their advice was conflicting, like do use a pacifier, don't use a pacifier. You know, you want to do this, you can't do that. That will be the worst thing for your baby. And, you know, in that period of like self-doubt and new mom imposter syndrome and constant worry about my baby and his well-being and all that sort of stuff, it would throw me for such a huge loop. I would get so stressed. And I feel like when I'm watching these people in these Facebook groups get those opinions, it's the same thing, right? Their their new business baby is they're worried about it. And it's not always a new business or, you know, a new photographer, but they're clearly in a place where they're asking for help. And then they're getting all this kind of aggressive and conflicting input. It's not helpful. (laughs) So if you have a question that you are worried about, try to maybe find one person to ask whose opinion you respect or look for information rather than just like tossing it out for, you know, it's like you're chumming the water and the sharks all come. Um, Anyway, so that got me thinking about a few of the pieces of advice that I hear thrown around a lot that just drive me crazy, that I'm like, I want to jump in and be like, let's talk about this and why this is bad advice. So I thought I would do that today, and uh, I'll do exactly that after the music. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. My name is Anami Tonkin, and I help photographers run profitable, sustainable businesses that they love. Each week on the podcast, I cover simple, actionable strategies and systems that photographers at every level of experience can use to earn more money in a more sustainable way. Running a photography business doesn't have to be that hard. 
You can do it, and I can show you how. Okay, so this first piece of advice that I want to address really does probably um, apply more to new photographers than it does later in the game, although it does come around periodically. Um, And that is the sort of general fake it till you make it suggestion that gets tossed around, right? And on the one hand, I get it. I, coming in particular from a medical background, often feel like, hey, what's the worst that could happen, right? Nobody's going to die if a shoot doesn't go the way that I want it to or if an idea that I want to try out doesn't work. And so artistically speaking, certainly, like, push the boundaries, try new things. I think that's great. However, (laughs) once you open your doors in a business and you start charging money for what you're doing, you really should not be faking it and saying that you're ready to do things that you're not ready to do or putting together a proposal for something and then like trying to scramble to figure it out after the fact. And I will raise my hand and say, I am guilty of this. I have been guilty of this in the past. There is a certain amount of like, leap and, you know, then weave a net for yourself as you're, (laughs) as you're falling. And that's okay. And you can do that in a way that is still relatively responsible, but you always have to consider the stakes, not only for yourself and your own business, which can be high. I mean, you know, one really big, bad review can tank a business that doesn't have anything else to stand on. But also for the people who are hiring you, you wouldn't want to fake it as a wedding photographer and say, yeah, yeah, I'm going to come photograph your wedding or your elopement or your newborn when it's going to be really difficult for that person to to get that day back or that moment back. And so, you know, that's when it comes to like go second shoot for somebody or have a newborn session that you're doing completely free and make it really clear that you're new at this and you're practicing. And if that is right for that person and that couple or that uh, you know family that has that newborn and they say, great, that's what our budget requires and we're open to you trying and we recognize that there may be some failure, that's all fine as long as that's really well laid out and the stakes are low. And typically I recommend if, if you're at that phase, you aren't charging, right? You wanna build your portfolio in a way that you don't have to worry about letting somebody down who has paid you as long as they're not paying you and they know that you're trying your best you know, you've set the expectation level at the right place. I think that um, being a good photographer, even someone who's really well-versed with their camera, isn't necessarily ready to run a business. And so, again, we all have to learn, and there's nothing wrong with learning, but you can't just straight up jump in feet first and fake it until you make it. You really need to be honest and transparent about where you are in the process and get to a place where you're either ready to charge your full rates and you've run your numbers and you're going to be profitable and all that sort of thing. And when you are ready to do that, that includes having the infrastructure in place where you can deliver not only a good product, but a good service. So that process doesn't have to take years. This is not, you know, going to medical school. I think you can go in, if you start, thinking like, I want to launch a photography business. I think if you put your head down and really work on it, within six months, if you already know how to take photos, 
Within six months, you can have everything in place to launch a business really well at full rates, no question. So this is not something that has to take years. And I actually think that the people who fake it till they make it and they continue to trip and fall and they, you know, they put off the infrastructure building stuff because they're like, well, I booked myself five shoots next week. They're all really cheap. And I'm going to half disappoint all those people. Like that's a slow kind of painful road that often leads to just straight up failure rather than pausing and saying, nope, I'm serious about this goal. I'm going to wait six months to worry, you know, to in the meantime, build my portfolio, build out my CRM and my business processes and take some courses and all that sort of stuff. I'm going to invest time, money and effort into my business. And then when I open the doors, I can be a confident business owner. I think that's a much better strategy. Fake it till you make it is like if you're you've got a great business, you know what you're doing artistically, whatever, and an opportunity comes along that feels like it's on the edge of your skill set. That's the only place that I would say, okay, say yes, and then figure it out. So that is piece of advice number one. Piece of advice number two that is dangerous <laughs> is when people say, you know, the customer is king, or you have to listen to your audience, listen to your people. I think that that's certainly valid under certain circumstances. I think it's always important to approach conversations and feedback and requests and things like that with an open mind. You know, you want to come to that with a listening kind of a mindset. But there comes a time, especially if you haven't faked it <laughs> and you really know what you're doing and you have processes and systems and a an artistic style and those things, you've come to them by knowing like, this is what I do. This is what, how I can serve you best. Um, same thing with money. This is how much money I want and need to charge for my business to be worth my while. Then when that customer comes to you or that potential client comes to you and says, uh, I've talked to three other photographers and yours is the most expensive by double, you shouldn't then assume like, oh, my prices are too high. I think it's good to listen, like I said, you know, hear that feedback. And if you're hearing it over and over and over again, you need to either revisit your pricing or revisit your target audience. Like you're reaching out to the wrong people. These people are finding you and they're, you know, they're finding you and a bunch of people who are at a lower price point. So like you need to change up your messaging, right? But when it comes to things like um, oh, okay, well, that's great that you do in-person sales, but I don't really want to do that. I just want the digital files. Uh, and so you question yourself and you say, well, maybe, maybe I should just offer a digital package. The fact of the matter is, you know your business better than other people. And while obviously we all have to find some sort of like happy middle ground where I don't just photograph people's I don't know, you know, stuffed animals <laughs> because I can't find anybody to pay me for that. You do have to find something where you have an audience. But for the most part, when people say this is what I want, they have heard about that. They are familiar with one particular thing. What they're looking for is an outcome. And as long as you feel like you can provide the outcome that they want, you should dictate how we get to that out outcome because you are the business owner, you're the expert, right? So part of being a business owner is learning what works best. And that does take some time, right? So that's in that period of time where you are working on building out your business and your process and you're educating yourself, etc. And then once you get there, you create a path 
and you use that path. I do, again, want to make allowance for a bit of wiggle room here and there. But if you don't trust yourself, if you don't stand by your process and your pricing and your artistic style and feel like you know what you're doing, no one else is going to think you know what you're doing either, right? If you don't trust yourself, no one else is going to trust you either. So second bad piece of business advice is the customer is king or listen to your customers. You need to listen to yourself first and foremost. And then the last piece of advice that is just (laughs) probably the one that sticks in my uh, in my craw the most is that is anyone who tells you the best way to run your business is blank or the best way to find new customers is blank. I think that there is a lot of hyper certainty in the online space in particular, right? You get a lot of people who are inevitably trying to sell something and there's nothing wrong with trying to sell something. I obviously that's the way that people pay themselves. That is the education economy and we all benefit a lot from it. But you have to, I I get really turned off by anyone who just says my way is the way. My way is even my way is the best way. I think that anyone who's teaching should certainly believe in what they're teaching and anyone who is not necessarily selling something or teaching something, but is just really, you know, this is the only way. Um, it to me that demonstrates a certain amount of like that person has blinders on. They're clearly not paying attention to the bigger picture. People run businesses all different kinds of ways, and people from every single one of those things. In you know, some of those people are successful. Some of those people aren't successful. I think that there are certain truths that just about any business owner can benefit from. But in terms of how to apply those truths to your business, like I would say that unless you are very specifically set up as a nonprofit or, you know, in in your business as a volunteer, and it's not a business, you're just doing the work out of the goodness of your heart, then profitability is needs to be the goal, right? That you should aim for profitability. But how you are profitable can vary widely. And how you get to that point is a journey that you have to decide on. So in life, there are very, very, very few one-size-fits-all solutions. There are very few universal truths. Um, but when it comes to anything from the best software, the best gear, the best systems, the best pricing, like all of those things, there are many good solutions. The question is that you have, you know, the question you have to answer for yourself is which of those are right for you. So you want to educate yourself. You don't want to over-educate yourself. This is another thing that is kind of a separate issue, but it ties into this where it's like you want to get to a place where you know enough to make a decision and understand that no decision is perfect. You're never going to find the perfect camera um, system for you. There's going to be a like, oh, but I wish it had this thing that the other one has. Get to a place where you're like, this is 90% of the way there. This is 85% of the way there. Make the decision, move forward with the decision, and just make it work for you, right? Again, CRMs, like, I see that conversation a lot just because I always recommend that people have a CRM in place. And I have the CRMs that I recommend or the CRM that I recommend. Other people have different opinions. I don't in any way say your opinion is wrong. 
<laughs> um, or like, no, and here's why you should switch to mine. I say, do you have any problems with yours? Tell me about those problems. And if my solution fixes those problems, I'll put it forth for the, that person to consider. But there are so many different paths, again, to success that if anyone says the best way to do this is this, I would say run the other direction. And that is coming from someone who sells solutions and sells uh, systems. So I really mean it when I say it. Um, and I try very hard. If you know of a place in my marketing or anything else where I lean into a little too close to the my way or the highway language, please let me know because I don't mean to. Uh, writing copy can be hard. <laughs> but uh, but at the same time, that is something that drives me crazy about other people. So hopefully I'm not putting that message out there. So to recap, three things to bear in mind. Number one, it's all good to stretch yourself, try new things, get out of your comfort zone, but the whole fake it till you make it is bad advice. It's also bad advice to just assume that whatever your customers is telling are telling you is how you should operate your business. If you listened to other people and let them dictate how you ran your business and ran your photos and did everything else, you would never get off the ground because you would constantly be chasing different, uh, usually bad solutions. And then finally, on the flip side, if you hear some sort of guru out there that tells you that one way to do almost anything or one solution for almost anything is the only one or the very best one, then you are uh, you should be very, very careful and proceed with caution. And that is me stepping down from my soapbox for the moment. I hope you guys have a great week and I'll be back soon. Well, that's it for this week's episode of This Can't Be That Hard. I'll be back same time, same place next week. In the meantime, you can find more information about this episode, along with all the relevant links, notes, and downloads at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash learn. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Even better, share the love by leaving a review in iTunes. And as always, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic week.